Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is the look ahead here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. Thursday night football has kicked off week 15 in the NFL. And if you are like myself and had the Chargers plus three and a half, let's just uh, collectively hug each other. The Kansas City Chiefs had no business winning this football game. The Chargers had so many chances to add to their lead. First off, the first possession of the game, after they get an incredible kick return, set themselves up with a chance to take an early lead. They decide to go for it. Okay, you want to be aggressive? Be aggressive. They don't get it. Then they throw an interception outside the red zone. Chiefs get a field goal after that. It's 10-0 Kansas City. But here come the Chargers. Back-to-back touchdowns. All of a sudden, they are up 14-10. And then an opportunity after they force a Patrick Mahomes fumble. To go into the half with a 17-10 lead, Brandon Staley again decides to roll the dice. And he goes for it on fourth down, final play of the half, and they do not 
convert. They go into the half up 14-10. It's then a 14-13 game. And then the fourth quarter started. And what a wild fourth quarter it was. As the Chargers get a touchdown, go up 21-13. The Chiefs then score and tie the game at 21 after their two-point conversion. Chargers take the lead, 28-21. And then Chiefs score and tie it again. The game goes into overtime, and the Chiefs get the ball first, score a touchdown, and win the game. Chargers never had a chance to get the ball in overtime, and I absolutely hate that. The opportunity to possess being the kickoff is just a joke. Chargers never touched the ball. Never touched the ball. I didn't even mention the fumble on a goal-to-go situation at the one-yard line. Because turnovers happen. You throw an interception in the red zone, okay. You fumble in the red zone, okay. But Brandon Staley chose twice to pass up points. Actually chose three times to pass up points. And each time from the 20, two times from inside the five, one time from the 28-yard line. Three chances to tack on points, and they don't do it. And the analytics people are celebrating, saying the win percentage charts show you that if you convert the touchdown there, your odds of winning go up this much, and if you kick the field goal, they stay right around the same or whatever. But I maintain the only stat that matters the stat that is undefeated throughout the history of the sport. Literally, this stat that I am going to give you is hitting at 100%. Meaning, every time that this happens, you win. Versus every time it doesn't happen, you lose. Are you ready for this? The most perfect stat in the history of the sport. Whenever you have more points than the other team at the end of the game, you win. Whoa! Oh my goodness! So, so simple yet so hard to understand. As long as you have more points than the other team, when time expires, you win the game? Wow! So I don't care about your win percentage in the second quarter. What I care about is putting points on the scoreboard to make sure that I have more points than the other team does. Because as long as I have more points than you, when the game ends, I win. The Chargers passed up nine points in this game. Yes, they could have had more if they don't throw an interception and they don't fumble at the goal line. We're not even going to talk about those. 
We're just going to talk about the decisions to go for it on fourth down, including one at the end of the half, the final play of the half. Nine points they could have had. The score should have been 23 to 13 in the third in the third quarter. 23 to 13 in the third quarter, the score. That's what the score should have been. But let's just talk about even before that. The score should have been 20 to 10. I mean, there's so many different chances that they had. It should have been 3-0. Then it should have been 10-10. Then it should have been uh, 17-10, 20-23-13. 23-13. Let's see what happens. You scored, actually. So you would have made it 30-13. Chiefs scored. You scored. You win the game. You kick those field goals, you win the game. It's as simple as that. Brandon Staley cost his team a chance to win. The Chargers are the first team to fail twice on fourth and goal in the first half since 1984, 37 years ago, when also on December 16th, the Chargers failed twice on fourth and goal in the first half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Same team, same day, 37 years ago. Patrick Mahomes is the fourth player now in NFL history with three game-tying or go-ahead passing touchdowns in the fourth quarter or overtime. And for the second time in their careers, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill each had at least 10 catches and 100 yards. They are the first duo in NFL history with multiple such games. Their other instance came 2018 Week 11 at the Rams. The Kansas City Chiefs are a machine right now that might look unstoppable, but you cannot argue with me when I say the Chargers should have won this football game. And the Chargers had every opportunity to win this football game, and they gave it away. And so if these two teams match up again in the playoffs, I don't care where it is. Obviously, if it's an arrowhead, you give the Chiefs an advantage. Which, based on what's going to happen now with the, 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 the Chiefs having the inside track at this division, that matchup likely will be an arrowhead. But these two teams match up now again in the playoffs. I don't, I'm not afraid if I'm the Chargers. I know that I can hang with the Kansas City Chiefs. I should have beat them. I should have swept them twice. And how good are the Chiefs this year? Well, with this win, they improved to three and five against teams above 500. Five and one versus everybody else. Five and one versus bad teams. Coming into this game, just two and five. Uh, uh, two, and, uh, two and five, excuse me, against good teams. And five and one against sub-500 teams. This was a test for them. A test that, yeah, they kind of passed, but really 
the Chargers failed. And for people like me, who had the Chargers at the plus three and a half mark, honestly, I feel for you. I feel for myself. Kansas City is the third team to cover a spread of at least a field goal in an overtime game this season. Dallas did it when they were three-and-a-half-point favorites against New England, and Tampa Bay did it when they were three-point favorites against Buffalo. This is only the third season in history in which three spreads of a field goal or more have been covered in overtime. Happened in 2002, and it happened in 1995. And that's amazing. And obviously, with the advent of the new overtime rules, yes, it's possible for this to happen. But three times this season, there have been bad beats like this in overtime. Absolutely incredible. And should the rules change? Yeah, they should. But the bottom line is the Chargers... Losing this game, a game that they absolutely should have won, I don't take anything away from my assessment of who this Chargers team is. They make the better decisions. Brandon Staley makes a different decision. They win this football game. And then people start talking about them as a legit Super Bowl contender, which I think they are. It's the look ahead here on Visa. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead on v the sports betting network. Joining me now on the program from Yahoo Sports, the prop queen herself, she is Ariel Epstein. Ariel, thanks for staying up late with us here on The Look Ahead. Uh, your first reaction to Thursday night football, the Chiefs winning in overtime against the Chargers. All right, can you back either of these teams moving forward throughout the playoffs? Just what would you make of this game now? You can back either of these two teams. Kansas City still proving that they own the Chargers, despite the Chargers covering spreads. This one was not, this one was tough. The Chargers were in it all the way, and Travis Kelsey just had a career game for 195 receiving yards. Justin Herbert, before this, was 3 0 ATS against the Chiefs in his career. He still kept his Chargers in the game. It was an awesome Thursday night football game. I said it on Twitter earlier tonight. I said, why does Twitter feel like the absolute worst place to be right now in sports because of all these COVID cases, of course? We have an amazing Thursday night football game that no one's appreciating considering Thursday night football is always an absolutely horrible game. Yeah, and it was exciting. Look, I had the plus three and a half and it didn't work out for the Chargers. Uh, but I did have the Chargers in a teaser with on Monday with the Rams. I called it the L.A. tease. I did the L.A. tease this week is what we uh, were calling it. I didn't do the L.A. tease because I teased the Rams with the Ravens last week. Okay. This week, I actually took... I took the two, the Thursday and the Saturday. So I did the Chargers at plus nine, and then I teased the Patriots and the Colts total up to a 51, and I bet the under. That's the way I've been playing Patriots games lately. That's my second leg of a teaser for the last three weeks. <laughs> Patriots totals, tease them up, and bet the unders. I kind of like that between these that two games. That's a classic pros versus Joes game, by the way. The public seems to be on the Patriots, but a lot of sharp money coming in on the Colts. That line at two and a half. Uh, any take on the other game, the Raiders and the Browns with all the COVID news with the Cleveland Browns? You have a lean towards that game, maybe a prop in that game? 
Yeah, I actually like two different props. The first one is taking advantage of a lot of Brown's secondary issues. They are down about four different cornerbacks in the game. That's why the deep threat, the underrated deep threat for the Raiders is their wide receiver, Brian Edwards. I'm going to look for his either receiving yards or his longest reception prop. These props aren't going to come out for a while just because they're waiting on some more COVID news from the Browns. I've seen other props even come out for Sunday. There's absolutely nothing yet when it comes to this Browns and Raiders game. I'm going to sit there and wait for Brian Edwards. I'm also going to wait on the Browns running back Dearness Johnson's receiving yards. Even though Nick Chubb is the go-to running back, he's the number one, he'll probably have a bunch of rushing yards. The Browns are down to their third-string quarterback. Hmm. They are also down, and that's Nick Mullins, by the way. They're also down to just one wide receiver in Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're down to their tight end, David Njoku, which means who else are they going to throw the ball to? Well, it's been proven in games where Kareem Hunt is not starting at running back or not playing at running back, and he's not going to be this week. Johnson's proven himself in the passing game. And what's Mullins going to have to do? He's going to have to jump, dump the ball off. The Raiders are going to try to apply pressure to the third string. He's going to dump the ball off. He might do it to Nick Chubb. However, you're probably going to get a pretty low number on someone like Johnson. Yeah, I like that feel, especially if he lines up as a slot receiver a bunch of times in this game. What about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Can you take advantage of the coaching move here? You know, we saw last year when the Lions got rid of Matt Patricia, Daryl Bevel took over. And they did win that first game. They, they lost the next four, but they won the first game. Can Daryl Bevel do it again with Jacksonville now this year? This line's getting so crazy. I think it's moved now three points in favor of the Jags. Instead, I take this as a redemption game, not just for James Robinson, the Jaguars running back. It's a redemption game for me. My mm. favorite prop week one of the NFL season was Robinson over rushing yards. Seemed pretty easy. Up against the worst run defense in football from 2020. Not many different changes uh, on the defense. Robinson got five carries. Five. What on earth was Urban Meyer thinking? No one. I said week one. After that, Urban Meyer's out. He's not making it through the year. This was terrible coaching. Anyone in their right mind knows that you've got to run James Robinson, who was one of the most improved players in football last year. The Texans continue to prove this year that they're the worst run defense in football. They are. They're allowing over 190 rushing yards per game. I'm going to take James Robinson rushing yards props this weekend instead of taking a side in the game. I like it. I like it. And I think whenever a coach gets fired, the players they play a little harder because they're out to prove that it wasn't their fault that they were losing. It was the coach's fault that they were losing. Robinson was amazing last year. He was my hidden gem for rushing and receiving yards for the first two months of the season. He's so much better than what Urban Meyer used him for. 100%. You have any other props that you like for Sunday's slate? Okay, I've got a few, and now I have to go through them. Um, One of them was actually the Colts. Well, this was Saturday. Colts running back, Naeem Hines. I like him for his receiving yards prop. Although everyone will go look to Jonathan Taylor, the Patriots are pretty good against the run. They actually allow the fourth most receiving yards to running backs. Mm. Hines has gone over 20-plus receiving yards in back-to-back weeks. He's had over 25, in fact. And he's had at least 17 receiving yards in five of his last six weeks. That's why I'm going to target Hines, who's probably going to have a lower number. Right now, I see on the on some, like, I follow BetMGM. That's who Yahoo uses. The Colts line for, uh, for Jonathan Taylor is... 
18 and a half right now for receiving yards. That means you're probably going to get a really low number on Hines. So I like him. I also am looking towards the Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, over 37 and a half yards for his longest completion. The Titans allow for the most receiving yards to wide receivers this year. They also allow for the six most uh, passing yards to quarterbacks this year. Big Ben's gone over this number of 37 and a half uh, for his longest pass completion in five of the last six weeks. And that one week that he didn't hit it, it was 37 yards for his longest completion. When you have two wide receivers like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, who have at least 12 20 yard plus plays this year, you've got two huge deep threats going up against the worst defense against receivers. I like for Big Ben to throw a pass for over 38 yards. While I have you, Ariel, let's go over to the NBA here real quick. Uh, one of the games that we have a line on already is the Jazz at the Spurs. They're laying 11 and a half at home. Uh, what can we look for in this game? Rudy Gobert, the center for the Jazz, has been great when playing against teams bottom 10 in rebounds allowed. He's going up against the Spurs, who also allow the bottom 10 most, in addition to allowing bottom 10 most points in the paint. That number was in, they were ranked ninth, just over 47 points allowed in the paint, San Antonio. That number has gone up in the last three games to 54 points allowed in the paint. Rudy Gobert is averaging just under 16 points per game and 17 and a half rebounds went up against the team bottom 10 in rebounding. Love Gobert points plus rebounds prop. Also looking at the small forward for Memphis, Dylan Brooks to go over his points prop. He's played three different games against bottom 10 defenses without the leading score of the Grizzlies, John Morant. He scored 21 against Sacramento, 25 against Houston and 22 against Portland. I'm going to take the over on Brooks points prop tomorrow night too, Ooh, like or that. tonight in Eastern time. Yeah. Like <laughs> that. Um, what about uh, I heard you found the new trend here that has uh, been winning games here, maybe with the Houston Rockets. It's crazy. So get ready for this. And I know I texted the producers because this just hit again tonight. There's been six games where now KPJ is out for the Rockets at Kevin Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. When Kevin Porter Jr. has been out, four of those six games, Jay Sean Tate has gone over his assist prop of three and a half assists. The two games that Tate did not go over this was because Gordon was out. That meant that Augustin was in. Now, without Augustin in as a starter and just coming off the bench, if Gordon's in like he was tonight, Tate goes over this number of three and a half assists. So the equation is make sure KPJ is still out and make sure Gordon's starting and it's not Augustin coming off, uh, not in starting role. So Gordon starting, KPJ out, take the over on Tate assists. He had, I think, like eight tonight or something like that. And the prop was three and a half, which Jason is so Tate. low. He did have, uh, uh, he, yeah, uh, Jason Tate had six assists tonight so he hit that with uh ease there against the knicks ariel appreciate the time as always thanks for uh hanging out with us here on the look ahead thanks so much for having me good luck there she is the prop queen herself from yahoo sports ariel epstein joining us here on the look ahead i'm scott seidenberg hit us up on twitter at scott's on air s-c-o-t-t-s-o-n-a-i-r we'll get into some of the lines coming up for this weekend's action We'll project forward to the futures market here in in the wake of this Thursday night result with the Chiefs beating the Chargers on Thursday night of football. And yes, the odds will change, but does it change your opinion or should it change your opinion 
on the chances for the teams to come through moving forward. That's what we will explore coming up next. Once again, I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, all this talk about the analytics that come into play here in the NFL. Um, it seems like we're always talking about them because of failures, right? Like, because the team loses the game, we're talking about the decisions. And isn't that that happens all the time, right? Go for it on fourth down, don't get it. We question the decision. Uh, you know, go for the touchdown instead of the field goal. Don't get it. We question the decision. Uh, go for two instead of the extra point. We don't get it. We question the decision. So I get that. It's always, um, you know, uh, after the fact and, and you're looking back on it and hindsight's twenty twenty. We get it. But I'm curious about, like, where's the situation? Because maybe I'm just not recalling it. That, like, it worked, that it worked out, you know? Like, where's the situation where team down 14 has gone for two, right? And, you know, to then be down six instead of being down seven. Because then you have a higher winning percentage, right? Like, I know that's happened a bunch of times where we've seen the teams do that, go for two, down 14, to try and make it a six-point game. Because that's the analytical play. But, like... Have we seen that team then win the game? I'm trying to recall a situation because, I, I mean, I think there's there was a couple of them where the team didn't win the game. And maybe it's because they didn't, obviously, that they did it in a late situation, went for the onside kick, didn't get it and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I have to look into that. Some would say that uh, if you play that way over the long run, you're going to maximize your chances. Well, you don't really have a lot of chances here. And you can't really coach based on your season-long percentages, if you will. You got you to gotta coach to win. Each game is its own battle. And tonight was a battle for the AFC West. And now the Chiefs are going to win this division, and the Chargers are not. The Chiefs right now are in prime position. Forget about their division. They could legit be the number one seed in the AFC. And think about where we were compared to where we are now. The Chiefs coming into the season were thought to be one of the favorites, right? The favorites, go go to the Super Bowl, go back to the AFC Championship game. They have a bad start to their season, right? It's just, it's, it's ugly. 
They're two and three after their loss to the Bills. They're three and four after they lose to the Titans. Well, they haven't lost since. They've won seven straight games now. They are 10 and four and currently in possession of the one seed in the AFC. The Patriots are at nine and four. They're underdogs to the Colts on Saturday. They lose that game. They fall to nine and five. The Titans have a tough game with the Steelers. They lose that game. They're nine and five. Now, the Titans do have a tiebreaker over the Chiefs, so should both teams finish with the same record, the Titans would have that tiebreaking scenario. But Kansas City's in a great spot right now to not just win the division, get a home game, at least one home game in the playoffs, but to actually be the one seed in the AFC playoffs, get the bye, and have home field advantage throughout. Thinking about where we were at the beginning of the season to where we are now, that's absolutely incredible. And Andy Reid deserves a ton of credit. This Chiefs team deserves a ton of credit. Should have lost here on Thursday night, but they won. They deserve a ton of credit. And Patrick Mahomes creeping into the MVP conversation. Mahomes had a big game here in a big win on national television in primetime. 410 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Now, the interception was a bad throw. Also, on a fourth and goal, terrible throw with an opportunity there. But still, 410 yards, three touchdowns, including the game winner in overtime. You now look at Mahomes and his chances to win the MVP, with this performance, it now can legitimately become a three-person race. Because it's clearly Brady and Rodgers, right? Kyler Murray had a chance, but with that loss on Monday, I think it downgraded his chances. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford has a fantastic opportunity, but... The Rams need to continue to win, and he needs to continue to perform because I think if Stafford, if the Rams win out, and, you know, they have an outside chance at the division, but let's just say the Rams win out, and they're a 12-win team, and Matthew Stafford winds up leading the league in passing yardage and in passing touchdowns, Matthew Stafford could be the MVP. But I think Patrick Mahomes played his way into the conversation now even more. And the remainder of the schedule for the Kansas City Chiefs will be the Steelers, Bengals, and Broncos. There could be a hiccup there. There shouldn't be. If they handle their business, they could wind up as the number one overall seed in the AFC. And if Mahomes has a couple of more big-time performances, and I'm not saying he has to throw for 400 yards, but... 300 yards a couple of times, multiple touchdowns a couple of times. Who's to say that Mahomes is not uh, right there with Brady at the end of the season and Rodgers to win the Most Valuable Player Award? Right now, you can get Mahomes probably plus 1,400 is where it was coming into the night. The Kansas City Chiefs right now to win the Super Bowl are your favorite at plus 450. 
according to DraftKings. They have overtaken the Tampa Bay Bucks as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And to win the AFC, they are plus 200 favorites. Patriots are next at plus 350. Then the Bills are plus 600. Titans plus 800. Colts plus 1,000. Ravens plus 1,400. And the Chargers drop from plus 1,000 to plus 1,400. Of those teams, and yeah, there are some outside candidates, the Browns plus 1,600, Bengals plus 2,000, things like that. But of these teams outside of Kansas City, who do you give a chance to? Certainly when you look for the first thing that I look at is I look at teams that have already beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, especially at Arrowhead, because if they are the one seed, they're going to be at home. So you're going to have to go to Arrowhead and win a football game. The Buffalo Bills already did that this season. They went into Arrowhead and won 38-20. to the Kansas City, uh, the uh, El- the Chargers went into Arrowhead and won thirty to twenty four. So if those rematches happen, I think both of those teams can upset the Kansas City Chiefs. What about the Titans? Well, the Chiefs lost to the Titans in Tennessee, twenty seven to three. What about the Ravens? They lost to the Ravens. It was in Baltimore. 36-35. The Browns, they beat the Browns. The Chiefs this season, with this win, improved to 3-5 and five against teams above 500. They're 5-1 and one against teams below 500. Or they were 5-1, and one, I guess, coming into tonight or whatever it was. They have done really well against bad teams. Really well against bad teams. Uh, And then against good teams, you know, they've struggled a bit. Lose to the Ravens, lose to the Chargers, lose to the Bills, lose to the Titans. All four losses against playoff teams. And all of their wins, the Packers won, I kind of throw out, that was Jordan Love. You beat the Cowboys. Cowboys are a playoff team by virtue of their division stinking. You beat the Chargers here tonight. They're a playoff team. Where's their other win over a playoff team? Raiders twice? No. Broncos? They're not making the playoffs. Giants? Certainly not. Washington? Eh, don't think that's going to happen after they lose this weekend. And the Browns? Well, who knows about the Browns? I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's a look ahead here on Visa. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... VSIN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VSIN all access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bets emails. Weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new College Bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Looking at the AFC, I do think that, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs deserve to be favored, but... I think that anybody can go into Arrowhead and win a football game. We've already seen the Bills do it. We've already seen the Chargers do it. As far as just heads up, we've seen the Ravens beat them. We've seen the Titans beat them. The Patriots, how would they do against the Chiefs? And I love what I've seen from the Patriots this season. So I think the Pats can beat them as well. So I think the AFC is still wide open. In the NFC, maybe a little bit different. Uh, is it just a two-team race? I think losing DeAndre Hopkins is big for Arizona. 
frankly, I wouldn't bet against can I wouldn't bet against Tampa Bay or Green Bay in any game. And those two teams play each other again like they did last year. Well, I'd have to give it to maybe whoever's home. And I know last year in Lambeau, Tampa went in there and won, but this just seems like a this just seems to me like the Packers year. Packers are plus 350 to win the NFC. Packers to win the Super Bowl are plus 650. It just, there's something about, you know, the Packers, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Losing the past two seasons under Matt LaFleur in the NFC Championship game. 13-3 and three, both, of the, both of those seasons. They're going to go 14-3 and three this year. I already put in a future in on Matt LaFleur to be the coach of the year. Uh, so maybe I'm saying this selfishly. But I think that they, it just seems like, it seems like the Packers here. Like, who's going to beat the Packers? And the Bucs are the only team that can do it. But if that game's in Lambeau, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll, I, listen, I bet the Bucs last year plus the points. I'll probably do it again this year. I don't know. But those are the teams that I would, I don't think I'd bet against. I don't think I'd bet on any other team to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Like in the AFC, I think, yeah, there might be a dark horse. There might be a team from the outside list of the top favorites that could get in, whether it's the Chargers, the Bills, who's not the favorite, right? The Ravens, you know, someone like that, the Colts. Colts are playing really good football lately. I think there's a chance in the NFC, Cowboys, no thanks, 49ers, nope. Even the Rams, nope. Cardinals, nope. Vikings, nope. Two-team race, in my opinion. Packers and Bucks. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. COVID, of course, has just dominated the headlines Throughout the week here in the NFL, Baker Mayfield went absolutely off on the NFL here on Thursday because Case Keenum practiced and then was put on the COVID protocol list. Uh, You see Baker's tweet there on the screen as he completely rips the NFL, and he had a couple of things to say on Twitter. So I'm going to read you the whole thread here from Baker. He says, first, NFL at the NFL, right? Make up your damn mind on protocols. Showing up and making only three teams test, question mark? Also, you can keep the game as scheduled to make money. Actually, caring about player safety would mean delaying the game with this continuing at the rate it is. But to say you won't test vaccinated players if they don't have symptoms, then to pull this randomly doesn't make any sense to me. Tell me if this makes sense. No test this morning. Then let our team gather for practice then show up after practice to test them. 
something seems off. And that something seems off is what is driving Baker Mayfield to go on this rant. Case Keenum did practice, and then he was put on the COVID list after Baker tested positive. Now Keenum tests positive, uh, and Nick Mullins added to the active roster is now in line to start for the Cleveland Browns. Mullins started 16 games for the 49ers from 2018 to 2020. The NFL on Thursday did relax the testing requirements to clear vaccinated personnel. So there is a way for players to return. The league said it's not discussing moving the Browns-Raiders game to another day. But there is a possibility that some of these guys on this COVID list could actually return and play. Right now, the Cleveland Browns are a three-and-a-half-point underdog against the Raiders. I've been on record. I bet the bet the Browns already at plus one-and-a-half, and then I bet the Browns in a teaser at plus one-and-a-half to get them to plus seven-and-a-half. Seeing it at plus three-and-a-half and knowing that it's Nick Mullins likely as the starter... Uh, is kind of un, you know, unsettling to me. But I do believe that this is a Raiders team that is not good, a Raiders team that has checked out this season. And if the Browns want to make the playoffs, even at shorthanded, they should still beat this Raiders team. And it's going to have to be an adjusted Game plan, it's going to have to be simplified. And you know what? That probably favors the Browns. Because if the Browns just lined up in two tight end you know, personnel and ran the football with Nick Chubb 40 times, they beat the Raiders. It doesn't matter what quarterback is handing the football off. They could run on this Raiders team. And they can just maintain the possession and grind this game down. And defensively, Miles Garrett can get after the quarterback. Derek Carr is not going to have his best weapon in Darren Waller. Already without Kenyon Drake. You know, this is not a good Raiders team. And so the line adjusting as much as it has... Part of me understands it. The rest of me is kind of just like, you know what? I don't really, I don't really get it. Like, okay, they're kind of banged up, but not really feeling it, you know? Like, I have a hard time. Even with everything the Browns are dealing with, I have a hard time just seeing them lose this game. I really do. I have a hard time seeing them lose this game. So you're going to have to look at the, uh, you're going to have to look at what you think the Browns can do shorthanded going up against this Raiders team, which by the way, is the seventh worst rushing defense in the NFL. The seventh worst Rushing defense in the NFL. If I was Kevin Stefanski, 
even if I obviously can't be there coaching because I'm still in the COVID protocols and you're trying to set a game plan, here's your game plan. Jumbo sets, Nick Chubb, Dearness Johnson, 55 carries between the two of them. That's how you win this football game. Pound the rock. Raiders can't stop the run. Bully them. And you're going to win this football game. It's as simple as that. So, plus three and a half. Okay. I already have it at one and a half, and I have it at seven and a half, and it's easier. I'm not going to buy in again at three and a half. I think the Browns just win this game outright. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We got plenty more to get into in the NFL. We'll preview more of the games coming up for this weekend. Saturday games, Sunday games, college football as well. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 